Hi, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Show Allegra podcast. And if you've, if you've been following us this year, what I'm doing is bringing some of my favorite people, people that I love, people that I trust, people that I admire for um, just who they are as individuals, but also because of what they do, the impact they're making, you know, in their um, in their realm and in their area expertise. So today I have a noble friend, Jill, is going to come on and share a little bit about what she does, uh, who she is, why she does it. But um, also, I think she has, I know, not just I think, I know she has so much, you know, wealth of information, knowledge, and expertise around uh, entrepreneurship. So she's going to be sharing with us some tips on how to succeed as an entrepreneur. So, Jill, do you mind just sharing with people who you are and what you do? Yes, thank you so much, too, for having me on the show today. I really appreciate being a part of the great thing that you have going on and all of the lives that you're reaching. So um, again, my name is Jill Albanese. I'm a business coach for Christian entrepreneurs and coaches. And so basically I work with women and I help them build their online businesses. And we kind of start there, but then a lot of them branch off into um, speaking in their communities and that kind of thing as well. So we start out online and Basically, I help them build out their programs and I help them really get confident in sales. Mm-hmm. So because I've been in sales for a lot of years, I have a background in real estate. Mm-hmm. And so in my, in my state, I am an a, associate broker in real estate. So I've had, have had the background of sales and I've had a lot of different businesses through the years as well. So I have the entrepreneurial spirit, spirit that kind of goes along with uh, the business coaching as well. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, you know, again, for being here and for all that you do. Um, and I think, you know, you and I spoke about this before, and I, you, know, you post a lot of content around kind of the fear that Christian women in business, I think anybody in, in business, but, you know, for the, uh, I guess, your niche, what you do, you work with, you know, Christian women trying to launch businesses. The fear we often have is kind of how do you merge, how do you connect or how do you embed um the whole business mindset about you know making sales because you need to make sales to have a business right or was just a hobby so yeah. the whole you know the whole uh, idea of merging our passions or missions and what we want to do and how we want to serve and then still embedding that's you know the sales part of business um so i guess my first question would be in that you know with that in mind what have you seen or what what have you seen in you know women that you work with or women that you support but also in general like what seems to be the reason why do we struggle so much with sales especially when we're people of faith i think a lot of times people really do kind of get the um service mentality which you know i have what's called a uh, servant sales system and so i do believe in a servant mentality serving first And I do believe that that brings us to a place of abundance. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women in particular, though, kind of struggle with that, maybe because we've been a servant in our churches, a servant in our homes, a servant to our children, a servant in our neighborhood. And we get the servant mentality, but we, and we almost feel guilty for putting a price tag on our program when we could be helping people for free. Um, so I'm in the ministry as well. And so I do have those things that I do, um, as a gift, you know, or 
I'm sharing or I'm, I'm ministering and I don't charge for ministry. I don't charge for bringing a, a dish to somebody who's sick or shut in. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when it comes to business pieces, I think that we, we have yet to really embrace that God is for women in business. Mm -hmm. And I think that that can be a piece that's hard for women to believe that God really wants them to make money and really wants them to succeed. And I actually love the topic. So um, I'm glad that that's the first question because I really do believe that God is for women being productive and successful and being able to bring increase to their households. So yeah, I do think that's probably one of the main things is just that people can get the servants heart and the ministry kind of mixed up in sales and it, it the sales piece doesn't feel quite quite right to them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I and mean, it's so true and i know i had to work for that i'm still working for that and you know uh, you, you know you kind of started me on that path and i was really just having that talk with you a while back it was really really beneficial um but i i i agree with you sometimes is how how we've been taught you know and what we what we've seen around us, if we don't have a model for what it's supposed to look like, people, you know, we get confused ourselves. Like, you know, when do you separate that service, that service with, you know, service from um, sales per se? But I think, you know, I, I, I like the, not just I think, but I like the verse, um, I have to look up the reference here, but there's a verse in the New Testament that's, I think it's in Corinthians, that talk about everything you do, do it for the glory of God. So even if you're going to clock in somewhere to work for someone else, you're doing it all for the glory of God, and that also we're supposed to um, we're, we're supposed to uh, eat from the labor of our hands, right? So you are working in order to feed your family, and I think sometimes it gets hard, especially for those of us who are service providers. You know, it's because all we do it's not, yes, we like I create like I have books, I have you know courses and stuff that people can purchase, but even within that, all that I do is you know providing a service that's not always tangible to people trying to help them get something that they can't hold in their hands, you know, they can't have joy or peace or, you know, healing from trauma. It's nothing you hold on in your hand. So sometimes when you, when we work in that kind of environment, it becomes very difficult to realize, okay, what do I do? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's hard. And another thing that helped me also was, um, I think it was Tamara Lowe who was, you know, I was, I was following one day and she was talking about how we want, we all want to do all these great things for God, but if you don't have money to do it, it doesn't, it's not going to happen, right? We want to, you know, feed more, more people around the globe. We want to, you know, open hospitals and want to help people, you know, nationwide and internationally, but we need money to do it, right? So sometimes, you know, you have to realize that, well, you need money to, to, support the mission of God to support the kingdom and having that in mind you know also it helped me it's like you know not just from my business standpoint but in general like we we I think in general in the faith community we get afraid of talking about money you know sometimes we just call it like that prosperity you know of um, uh, you call it religion it's all about money 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 that's not true but also God also you know, uh, promises you know ask for abundance and it, you know, he wants us to prosper in any in every area of our lives um, so anyway, with that in mind, so one of those, when women are struggling with that, with finding, you know, kind of how to merge the two, do business and serve. And, um, once they get all the education and, and to know that, you know, it's okay <laughs> to do that. What do you think is like the first step if they're trying to 
develop first that mindset that it's okay to make the ask. It's okay to sell, you know, your skills and sell your product. Um, what, what would be like, I guess, the first step for someone that's just kind of starting, you know, in that, I guess, in that area, in that junction, they're trying to break free from the fear of asking and the shame of asking to actually embracing all they are and, and, and you know, providing that service, you know, with confidence. Okay, so I guess I would ask the question, um, if they're going to break out into like providing their service in their designing their own packages and in a coaching service, I would say get a coach because that's what I did. Uh, I came into the coaching realm. That's what I, I felt called to do and had a dream to do for 10 years and didn't really know how to get started until I actually hired a coach and they walked me through the process, gave me the tools I needed. So that was like super necessary for my personal uh launching my own personal coaching business um but there's other things that you can do as well so if, if people wanted to start a business say cleaning houses you wouldn't necessarily need to hire a coach to start a cleaning business but you would want somebody to walk you through the process of you know developing a business plan and what what is this going to look like uh, what are some of the legal things that you would want to have in order um, but I would say, think about what it is that you really want to do. What is your heart telling you to do? What is, what is that passion that you have? Um, the thing that you have always wanted to do since you were a little girl, you've always had a dream of, of serving or some kind of, you know, something that you wanted to do. Maybe you always wanted to be a painter or a writer. And then I would, I would say start, you know, mm -hmm. just start because if you don't, uh, because of the money piece, especially if we're talking about money, Sometimes the money piece can stop us from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I would, I would just move forward until the money comes. And so I believe that God blesses things in motion, the steps that we take in faith. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, just get started. Find out what is, you know, really search your own heart. What is that one thing that you've always wanted to do? And then begin doing it at some level, like just start and let it grow. Like you said, with you writing the books, it's just kind of evolved and now you're publishing books and it, and when we get started in faith like that, um, it grows. So that's what I would say is, you know, find out what is that one thing that you've always wanted to do and then just get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think people, and I hear this so much, not just, you know, in business, but I think in general, people like, well, I don't have the motivation. And like people, I, ex I guess, expect motivation to just come somehow. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, or, you know, to get the ambition, to gusto, to do it. You know, I, I think, it, like you said, it comes as you do, right? You know, I often say action precedes motivation. <laughs> so you have to take action in order for the motivation to come. Because I think even when we're setting those, you know, small goals, if this, if it's a big goal that you want to achieve, this big business plan that, you know, you, you're never sure how, you know, how it's ever going to happen. But when you start working on those small action steps, it's like not only gives you hope, but actually you're accomplishing those small steps that takes you closer to the bigger thing. And it keeps you going. It motivates you along the way. But if you're not doing anything, expecting that motivation will just drop from, from, from heaven, I don't think God, you know, God also wants you to work like that. Yes, you need that. You need to build the faith and give it to God and do it. But that's it. You have to do it and trust them to bless it. You know, you don't just wait for, I don't know what you're waiting for. But yeah, definitely taking action. Um, and getting a coach, oh my goodness, it, it, we, people have no problem, what I've, I've seen, people have no problem going to a doctor, right, they have no, you know, if you have an illness, you go to a doctor, if your car is broken, it's not working, you go to a mechanic, if you need to 
plan for you know life after retirement you go see a financial advisor with a life planner people have no issue doing those things but when it comes to like things that are so close to their heart i don't know why we don't see that that same model works right you know yes iron shopping iron it's not just for your faith walk it's all of you so if you're looking to build that business yes please hire a coach you know because sometimes we think we can do it alone and we probably could but how much time and energy and money we're wasting trying to figure it out when someone someone else can walk with us on that journey and make not only make the 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 journey shorter but actually more effective you know, you wish you go faster when you have somebody who knows the rope and trying to, you know, guides you that guides you there. So definitely, I, you know, I so agree with you. Getting a coach is it's so, so beneficial. And, you know, you and I know, know this, even when you are a coach, you want a coach to coach you because you, you know that support is so, so, so valuable. And you can't put a price tag to it, honestly. You can't, right. you can't put a price tag to it. So yeah, thank you so much I've for sharing that. that um, you can get to your goal three times faster if you have a coach. And so maybe those numbers change sometimes, I'm not sure, but that's what I heard it said as three times faster. And I believe it um, because we don't have to reinvent the wheel and we fear will stop us in our tracks. And when you have a coach showing you the next move that you need to make and kind of walking you through some of those areas, you definitely can make progress a lot faster. And so, yes, for sure, definitely consider a coach if you're serious about building a business, especially if you're building a coaching business. Right. And because most of us, not even the coaching in any business, because most of us know a craft, right? You know, like you might know how to, you know, your great massage therapist, for example, or you know how to make hair extension. I don't know. I'm just thinking like, you know, people, things that people do are for businesses. Like you, could, you might be very good at an administrative task, but then running a business is it's all different ballgame. You know, I think if I even some of us have come in as counselor, as consultant, like I can talk and speak and train and teach people all day long. And like I, that, I love that. And it just flows up naturally. But running a business was something I had to learn. You know, I definitely had to learn. And even having a little bit of business background in college, of courses I took and all that, didn't really cut it. You know, in real life, I needed so I needed to know like how to set up a business. You know, all the you know, legality around it. You know, all the laws. You know, in my county and in my state, and all those things that it's required, all the systems too to have in place. Sometimes we, you know, we just do it like, well, I know how to, for example, you gave earlier, or someone wants to do a cleaning business, like, well, I know how to clean, I'm good at it. I know how to, you know, you know clean with the best products, the healthiest products. But then if you don't have a system to run your business, your business, you cannot sustain it. Right. right? So, sure. yeah. So, um, I guess another question, I know you and I can talk about this all day, uh, but talk, thinking about systems. If, you know, someone is, there, it start, is starting that business, you know, like they're, they're working through the money issue, they hired a coach, um, are, are, then they're like, okay, what do I do first? Because there's so much you can do, you know, for, the, for business to succeed. There's so much you can do to get a business off the ground. Uh, but what, what would you say would be maybe like the first, you know, two, three things that you really must do, um, hopefully after you really have a coach and after you know what you know, what you're trying to provide? Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, I guess I would go back to um, what kind of business you're going to build and having a business plan yeah. and having your finances in order in a sense that maybe you don't have a bank account full of money to run your business, but at the same time, you do have a financial commitment 
that you're going to be able to sustain running your business over the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, let me just use myself as an example. When I started my coaching business, <clears throat> I actually, um, I went in debt to start my coaching. It wasn't a, a big debt. Mm -hmm. But I was actually able to pay that off within the first couple months of coaching. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I've handled my financial part of my business, I know for one, I am committed to running a business. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just trying it out. It's something I'm going to be committed to. Yeah. So I'm not going to jump ship when the next, you know, good looking business comes along or something like that. But I'm committed to my coaching business. And so I will take the money that I make and I put it back into my business to continue to grow my business. Um, and so I would have that mentality. I would really work on my financial mentality of, am I in this for the long haul? And am I willing to continue to invest in my business until, I, you know, well, always, right? You always have to invest in your business. So I would have that piece, like a real commitment to run your business, start it and run it for at least three years and beyond, right? Get through those first three, three years. I say that's when most businesses fail. Yeah. Uh, so get through those first three years and really give it your best. Don't jump ship. Don't try anything new. So I would work on the mentality piece of I'm in this for the long haul. Um, and again, I would have, I, I would draw out what I would call a map, a roadmap of my business. And this is what I want my business to look like in the first year and the second year and the third year, but really just zone in on your first year. And then you know, reverse engineer, work it that down to by the month, really get your calendar in place mm -hmm. so that you are making the most of your available time. You have a schedule that you're going to follow. When you're an entrepreneur, sometimes we take too many days off, right? It's a little easier to say, well, I just don't feel like going to work today. Um, but when you, when you're committed to your business to really treat it like you have a boss, and so you show up at a certain time every morning that might be 9 a.m. And you're going to work your business until noon if you only have three hours or you're going to work your business till three till your children come home. But have those set hours. So work out your schedule and your plan that way and treat it like a real job and a real business. And so I would get those pieces in place as well. Um, and then again, just be really diligent to to be and do the best that you can in building your business and stay just really committed. Mm -hmm. um, I would tell myself, you know, God is my boss. And so I have to show up at 9am, you know, five days a week. And that's what I did when I started my business. And I don't think that any business will succeed if you're changing your business hours all the time. Nobody knows where to find you. You know, you take a month off and then you're working for a couple days. And you take another month off. So, you know, those are not only uh, emotional, mental um, decisions that we make, but also physical, like literally write down the hours, your business hours, and working out those calendar pieces are pretty important for your first year of business as well. So, yeah, I would start there. Yeah. I, I, oh, good. Yeah, I, I definitely echo that. Because if you don't take your business seriously, how do you expect others to, to do that? So, hey. So if yeah. you, if, if for you, it's just, you know, you're wishy-washy with, with it, you know, it's like people just treat it as a hobby as well. It's like, it's not a real business. You know, the person, you know, himself or herself is not, you know, is not consistent with it. People don't know, you know, when, like you said, when you're offering, when you're available, what you're doing. It's, yeah, it's, you, you have to, you know, treat it seriously in order to, to even to get enough traction. 
Um, and thanks for that reminder. The first three years, that's what they say, like most business businesses fail the first three years. So it, it, it's not easy. But then if you can get over those three years, hopefully by the fourth, fifth year, like you, you kind of have your systems in place. You have, you know, a way that you're doing things and your, your business seems a little bit more established uh, by then. But it mm -hmm. takes that commitment. You have to be in there for the long haul. Otherwise, if you're just trying it out, you're going to try, you know, 20 million things in the next year because there's always going to be something else that's shinier than what you're doing right now. So, you go, yeah, sure. definitely having that, new, that, that, you know, not tunnel vision per se, but you have to be very focused on what you're doing. Otherwise, you'll get distracted. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. So my last question is then for people who maybe already started a business, you know, like me, like we have a business for a few years. We feel like we have a system in place. We have things going, things moving forward. Um, what are some maybe, you know, tips on how to sustain it? You know, because business, you know, it, even people know, you know this, and a lot of us know that people are in business. Sometimes we, we are in business, we can feel like some, sometimes we feel stagnant. Like we, yes, we're doing the thing, same thing we've been doing. We were doing new things, but we're not like feeling like we're growing right so for those established businesses like how one can they sustain what they have and then also how they can keep growing um obviously in this you know very ever-changing economy mm -hmm. so i guess i would say if you're um if you are the sole owner and sole worker in your business you're the only person working your business so you're working alone in your business I would, I would say there's a couple things that's really important. So we're talking about entrepreneurs and people that are just running their own business, probably from their home. Mm -hmm. um, in that case, I would say a few things that are really important. Say David said, I encourage myself in the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to use that as a model to stay encouraged uh, in our business. So I would choose to do something um, several times a year, maybe like a live event. I would also consider listening to one of your favorite podcasts every day. Mm -hmm. So let me just give you an example. I had a home-based business. Um, I worked cold leads and I made 100 calls a day. Mm, wow. And in, so in my first uh, five weeks, I generated 18,000. I always say it took me the last, it took me actually eight weeks to finally close the last sale, but it was $18,000 that I generated in eight, in eight weeks calling cold leads, like people who never heard of me, you know, ever. So I learned a lot in doing that. One of the things that I did is I listened to a teacher trainer type podcast every single day. And so when you listen to something that really gets you believing in yourself and really believing in what you're doing mm -hmm. or believing that you can do this, it keeps you looking forward. It keeps you from like getting in that zone of maybe, you know, feeling a little bit down. Cause I think entrepreneurial, you've heard the, um, how the entrepreneurial journey journey is kind of up and down. It's got a lot of bumps and, um, it's not always a high. Sometimes we have lows, especially if you feel alone. So I would say, you know, listen to a, a podcast or preaching or something that's going to really feed your heart and mind and your soul mm -hmm. so that you can continue to believe in what you have before you to do. And so you can do that with all of your might. Uh, encourage yourself in your business. Tell yourself, I can do this. I will succeed. I'm not going to quit. 
and just continue, you know, like I said, with that schedule every day, show up, even if you don't feel like it, um, and do some of those things. Like for me, it was a hundred calls a day. Mm-hmm. That, that was my goal. And I pushed until I made a hundred calls a day. Um, and it kept me going, but it also helped me generate a lot of money really fast. So the other thing that I would say is, is find a community that you can be involved in, whether that's a group coaching program or it's, you know, creating your own group coaching program where you have your clients, where you can still have that camaraderie camaraderie and where you can build one another up and where you can have encouragement, pray together, um, or wherever you find your community of support, I would find some kind of a community that will just help you keep going forward in your business. Um, business-minded people as well as faith-based, uh, you know, the faith-based mindset. So yes, definitely. I would, I would definitely have other voices coming in that are feeding me and building me up and then the, the support system with the people as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely having that system. And yeah, it's funny that you said that um, with like listening to podcasts, that's actually how it works. People ask me how you get so much done. Honestly, when I'm writing or yeah, I'm, not, I'm doing anything business related, like 90% of the time I have a podcast or a sermon going on. Um, yes. Sometimes worship music. Usually I'm, I'm writing, usually it'll be worship music. But if I'm like, you know, preparing for class or take, you know, doing notes or anything I do business related, usually there is some, something in the background that's encouraging me. Um, and I get so pumped, you know, to do this. Yes. Um, and, it, it, and, and it's neat how sometimes God gives you that perfect word that you need to hear just for that day. Yeah. You know? And there's times where I'll be, I'm like so tired, like, and maybe it was, I wasn't even planning to do business things per se. Um, I'll get the kids in bed. I'm like, okay, I'm done for the day. I'll just listen to sermon before I go to bed. And I, I kid you not, like I'll have the, the computer on and the sermon's going on. I'll jump out of bed, grab my notepad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm back at it. Well, sometimes it's a whole new program that God's giving me or it's ideas of a program I'm doing right now. Um, or sometimes it's writing a whole new chapter, a whole new book. But it's when you have to keep feeding yourself, definitely, um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, all the time. Because, you know, I often say if, you, if you're not getting it from the source, then what you have is not viable. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know that God, you know, blesses us with gifts and talent. But he's the source, you know, so I want to be, I, for me, I want to always stay connected to him so that anything I'm doing not only comes from him, but it flows through him and that I'm, what I'm giving to other is life giving, you know, and it's just not just, you know, I don't know, just stuff, but it's things that, you know, are full of life. So yeah, definitely. And that, that's how we encourage ourselves, you know, because there's no better encouragement than God's word for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you so so much thank you so yeah. much i know we're going to be sharing you know your contact info um in the description but is there um any is, i guess what's the best way for people to connect with you okay so the best way for people to connect with me um so you can find me on my website www www.jillalbanese.com but you can also find me on facebook that's probably where i hang out the most I'm okay if people message me, um, you know, so if anybody has questions or something like that, if they want to reach out, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, But that's where you're going to see me. You'll see my business page there and you can find out a little bit more about me in both of those places. 
Awesome, awesome. Again, thank you so much for being here today. And yes, yes no, if everyone listening or watching this later, please do join, you know, reach out to her. Uh, and I know she'll be a blessing, you know, for you and to your business. Well, thank you so much for having me as a guest. It's been an honor. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. So, hi. Hold on. Thank you.